We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor uh, Jolly John Lekumski, and I have with me Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark uh, from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And you are listening to uh, Wrestling with the Basics, the uh, the leftover chili of uh, <laughs> of Bible study, uh, uh, the the environmentally concerned Bible study, and that we are t- constantly recycling our Bible studies. <laughs> <laughs> Reduce, reuse, recycle. And, you know, I'm thinking, at least the weather right now in St. Louis, um, leftover yeah. chili sounds pretty good to me right now. <laughs> it's about 12 degrees said, outside, so usually bring on the chili. It's better than, than the chili when you get it the first time around. Uh, we also want to have a shout-out to Michael L., uh, who sent us just the kindest note. Uh, and he was asking if there is available a, a uh, Wrestling with a Basic mug. Uh, and at this point, no. However, Michael, we, we're thinking about it, uh, but but don't hold your breath. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, because Matt, I mean, the thing is, is we're constantly thinking of promos, uh, swag, swag. Is it swag or swag? Swag. I think it's swag. Swag. Okay. swag. We need no, wrestling no. the basic swag. Yeah. Uh, um. And, and and we had some great ideas. Remember when we were going to do the wrestling with the basics tea cozies, <laughs> and then we that didn't go over at all. Uh, uh, and then there was, of course, the wrestling with the basic slip covers, which I thought would have been cool. You could go into your living room, and there our visages could be on your barca lounger or on your 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 living room couch or our divan, if you prefer to call it that. <laughs> and but, who wouldn't then, want that? Yeah. Well, see, that who it would be like we people would be sitting on our laps, and that apparently <laughs> was not appealing to other people either. But maybe a mug. I don't know why we didn't think of a mug right off, because that seems like a natural thing to give away. As a gift, much better than tea cozies. <laughs> but <laughs> and the, and the, the slip covers, oh my god! It was a hit with dogs, though, John. The dogs really liked the slip covers. They loved it. <laughs> the pets, it was a big hit because it was like they were sitting on our laps, and you know That's how dogs exactly love it. to yeah. sit on our laps. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, though, I hope uh, Michael and all other of our listeners realize there is a tremendous pressure, though, when you do that kind of promotional thing. Because you're making like thousands and thousands of these, and what if you make a mistake? I, I mention this because my dear son, we got his uh, Christmas card late, and when I opened it up, it's a picture. People are doing that, right? They're making their own cards with photos, and it said, uh, "Merry Christmas from the Lakomsky family, Famy, F A M I, F A M Y, Famy." Famy, oh, yeah, that was unintentional, huh? I'm sure it was. I hope. <laughs> so, all right. Anyway, we've we've got as we continue our our, our leftover chili and uh, uh, recycled uh, uh, sermons, because this one will obviously be that. Because I want to talk about Mary. Uh, we talked about Mary right before uh, Christmas, uh, and, and you and I didn't get a chance to reflect on that. So, can we do that for today's episode, Matt? Well, I think that's always appropriate, John, uh, even post Christmas. So, yeah, let's uh, let's take a closer look at Mary. 
Well, I'm glad you, you say that, that it's always appropriate, because the first thing I want to talk about is I really think that, that at least amongst, and, and, you know, we've come out of the closet. We, we are Lutheran. Okay, we're not trying to yes. hide that. Uh, and, and I think Lutherans and as Protestants, I don't know that we really give Mary the respect she deserves. Uh, how many pictures, how many statues of Mary do you have in your church, Matt? <laughs> Uh, none, John. Yeah, what? we are we are Maryless. Not uh, even out in the alcove. You don't have a little statue of Mary with a little we, candles around no, her or anything. Nothing, nothing in the alcove. Nothing out front. No Mary statue in front of the church. No, we've we've got nothing, John. Um, see, uh, we, as I we, look we, around we, my office, nothing here either. We, we didn't either at Darmstadt here. In, in, in New Athens, uh, uh, I do not know. It, it, I cannot think of a, a mother of our Lord Lutheran Church anywhere. Maybe there is somewhere. Uh, and it's a shame because, you know, she was really, really one special lady. Um, do you ever use, get to use the, the Magnificat in, in any of your worships? So, yeah, a lot of times in our evening worship. So uh, okay. part of the evening prayer service, uh, if you use that out of like Lutheran service book, there's the Magnificats included. So we'll do that in the evenings, especially during our, our Wednesday midweek services in the season of Advent, which is kind of a nice tie-in. Okay, so so that's exactly what our pastor here, uh, uh, Pastor Bittner, does. He he has that as part of his evening worship. Could you you want to explain to people what what the Magnificat is and and so why it is part of our our liturgy very often? Sure. So there's uh, a you know when you open up our hymnal, there are a bunch of different versions. So there's the ones in the evening prayer service, but then if you turn toward the back, there's other versions in addition to that. So, boy, this must be pretty important, right, if it's worth writing all these versions and including in our hymnal. So this is uh, after the birth of Jesus is foretold, um, and Mary visits Elizabeth then as well. Then Mary has this, really, this song of, of praise, this magnificat, my soul magnifies the Lord. And I uh, that's where we get that word magnificat from. She's magnifying the Lord. So it's a, a song of praise to God, right? Um, and just the way in which he's chosen her for this special job. Um, and really this this uplifting the, the humble and uh, making low the proud. Uh, really sort of a song of uh, opposites, I guess you could say. Uh, so it's it's really a beautiful piece that I think... It uh, could be sung by Mary, but also appropriately sung by us, too, as fellow servants of the Lord, uh, similar to how Mary was. So the thing is, if, if, you, if you, the next time you sing the Magnificat, t- take some time to, to think about the words she speaks, and you will discover they are not her words. <laughs> that, that this gal is quoting, I think, everything in there. I, I can't say that for sure, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the vast majority of every word and that Magnificat of Mary is actually a quote either of the prophets or the Psalms. And I'm thinking, I don't think I could do that. And I've been a pastor for over 40 years, and I could just, off of off the top of my head, start quoting the Bible like that and, and put it together in terms of a, a poem. That, that for sure I couldn't do. But, but see, I think that's what makes Mary so special. She has this marvelous knowledge of Scripture. She is literally, apparently must have spent her life steeped in Scripture. Now, my wife, she knows her Bible really, really well, but she's an old 70-year-old woman, 71-year-old woman (laughs) now. You know, she's ancient. So she's had lots of time to read through her Bible. 
We can edit that out. I just said that's probably <laughs> we not because my think wife you and Lynn usually listen to the show together, yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Lying <laughs> oh, in bed boy. on a Saturday morning, so probably that's okay. I'm sure they can edit that out of KVU. But but see, that's my point. This is a teenager, right? She could be 14, 15, 16 years old at the most, probably, and yet somehow she really, really knows the scripture. And that's why I discovered something I'd never noticed before. When when Luke describes her reaction, because that's what I want to talk about, is when the angel came, what we call the Annunciation, came to tell her that she was going to be the mother of the Son of God. She has a different reaction than what the other people have uh, in the Christmas story. Because, you know, we got the, the angel comes to Zechariah to tell him that he's going to be the father of, of John the Baptist. Uh, they come to the, the shepherds, uh, you know, on Christmas Eve. And, and Matt, offhand, do you remember what is the reaction of Zechariah and, and the shepherds when they see the angel? Uh, fear, right, fear, John? Fear, yeah. absolutely fear. And what I never realized before is that when Luke describes Mary's reaction, he doesn't use the word fear, okay? In fact, well, let's just have a look at it. Let's have a look at it. If you wouldn't mind reading Luke chapter 1, uh, verse 26, and uh, I guess through 29, 26 through 29. All right, here we go. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came and said to her, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And and so it's interesting, if you check it out in the original language, she's troubled, but that's not the same word uh, that, that was used of Zechariah and, and of the uh, shepherds. They, they are uh, Now, Zechariah is troubled and frightened. Uh, Luke uses two words for him. Uh, but it's definitely fear that's emphasized. But here in Mary, no, it's not just out and out fear. It's that she's troubled. And here's the other thing that's striking, what she's troubled about. Read that again yeah. if you could, uh, verse 29. It, it's, yeah. She's not—go ahead, read verse 29, yeah. Yeah, not troubled about the angel, right, itself, yeah. but something else. Yeah, um, but she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. Yeah, so see, it's not, not, not I, I'm, I'm a Zachariah, I'm a shepherd. If some strange guy shows up in my room in the middle of the night, I'm going to be frightened. <laughs> that would yeah, be the word yeah. you describe. But the me. angel's presence itself, right? Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't seem to bother her. She seems to be willing to accept <laughs> that. But it's the greeting. And yes. here's the, we've got to explore this a little further, because the greeting actually doesn't sound too bad. Could you read, read the greeting there in verse 28? Yeah, it's a good thing, right? Uh, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And and the word greetings there, by the way, can, can be translated greetings. Maybe that, but I mean, the, the word actually in the Greek means rejoice, be happy. Right? It, it, so, so he's not coming in any kind of scary way it, from the very get-go. He says, I got really some good news for you. Uh, and so I was puzzled by, well, why would she then be troubled by that saying? Uh, do you want to venture a guess, or should I just go in and to, to recycle the stuff that I had at the end of December? <laughs> well, you know, th- that idea, idea of being favored one, troubled at that. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. I, maybe it speaks to Mary's humility that, oh, my goodness, for me to be called a favored one by this angel, by the Lord— Oh my goodness! And perhaps it speaks to just her her humility as this this young woman. 
and and we know we know that's a key characteristic of Mary. That's comes mm-hmm. out in the the Magnificat. Well, I like that insight. I really do, Matt. So so it is maybe. Well, what are you calling me favored for? You know, it's just. Uh, knowing as as you and I do, as we begin every worship service with the fact we're just poor, miserable sinners, I don't even know why you let us back in here again, God. Oh, we know why because you love us and you're gonna you're gonna give us your grace and mercy. So I like that insight. That that certainly probably was part of why she's troubled, and I think she's also troubled because she does know the Bible, she does know the scripture stories, and she knows if God favors you. You better watch out. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, is, what am I going to be called to do? Yeah. <laughs> well, there it is, right? God favors Abraham. And the next thing, I want you to go and sacrifice your only son, the son you love. God favors the, the Moses. He favors Moses. And the next thing you know, you're wandering in the wilderness for 40 years with a bunch of grumblers. Uh, God favors uh, uh, he, he favors David, and the next thing you know, you're fighting a giant with a handful of rocks. Yeah. <laughs> so supposedly, <laughs> I guess if the Lord favors you, then maybe he ought to be troubled. And, and I like your insight, too, that, that, yeah, we ought to be troubled because, yeah, we don't deserve to be favored. Why? Okay. Well, anyway, uh, um, so, yeah, Mary is special. We, we do need to give her special honor. Uh, I'm not suggesting that we would worship her. Uh, because you see, if we if we turn her into ki- any kind of divinity, uh, then then we'll miss out the really good part of this story, which is she's just one of us. She's just another sinner. She is humble, as you said. She knows that, and and so there's great comfort when the angel comes to Mary, because I think God is doing the exact same thing to us, and we just don't realize it. Um, all right, let, let me let me unpack this, Matt. Um, are we favored? Are we favored by God too? Uh, b- boy, yeah, by by God's grace, yeah, we're yep. favored. Especially when looked at, like you said, uh, inviting us, even when we're poor, miserable sinners, just out of pure love for us. You know, we're favored in that. Yeah, the the Lord loves me. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, favored in that way for sure. Every and, one and of us. How, how do you know that? How do you know that for sure that the Lord loves you? Because no, no, some strange guy did not show up in my room at the moment and say, "Oh, hey, by the way, you're you're favored, John." So it's a, as a, let's just get really basic now as Christians. What is what is one of the fundamental ways that we know that God has has favored us? Yeah, I'm a, and, and really, it's it's in very much the same way, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Mary knew it, right? It, it's yeah. a message. It comes from the Lord. So, like you said, John. Yeah, we don't have an angel revealing it to us, but yeah, we have we have God's holy word. We have the written word, where it reveals to us God is the one who's speaking to us through His word. That yeah, you are favored. You know, because I love the world, I sent my son. Because I love you, um, and that more tangible word then. Uh, at our baptism, yeah. Again, God's God's word, His name being placed on us, um, showing us, yeah, you are favored, you are mine, you are loved. So, so here's the thing I suggest to all of our listeners: the next time you're reading the Bible, or listening to a, a pastor uh, reading the Bible, uh, and every time you hear the word angel in your mind, substitute the word messenger. Because actually, mm-hmm. that's all the word angel means. It is angelus. Yeah, that's what it is in the Greek. But angelus in the Greek simply means someone who has been sent to give you a message. That's that's all it means. Now, now sometimes, of course, it could be a very spectacular someone. I, I suspect when there was an army of angels, <laughs> I'm just thinking of an army of Matt Clarks. Wouldn't that... <laughs> 
That would catch your attention. (laughs) Okay. Then they would be afraid, John, let me tell you. Well, there you go. (laughs) That's what it was all about, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, but and and see that's that's the point I'm making. We, we all got angels. We all got messengers. Uh, they, they don't usually have big floppy wings, uh, uh, but they they have nice white robes usually. Uh, uh, yeah, pastors are are the messengers that God has sent us, and they tell us if they're doing their job <laughs> that we are favored. And I really appreciated the reference to baptism because I was thinking, think of how how much what happens to Mary. It has in common with us in our baptism. Okay, so so number one, baptism assures us that we're favored of God, right? He who believes yes. and is baptized shall be saved. Uh, Peter makes it even more simple. He says, baptism doth save, save you. Um, what is the promise? You remember in Acts chapter 2, repent and be baptized and you will receive what? Uh, the, the Holy Spirit. So, so the same thing that the angel says to Mary here as we move on, that she's going to have the Holy Spirit. That same promise is made to the people who are baptized. And then, of course, the third thing that happens to Mary when the angel speaks to her is, is that she gets pregnant, which, thank heavens, that doesn't happen when we're baptized. <laughs> we can only go with this analogy so far, John. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, but on the other hand, there is a new birth, isn't there? Well, yes. Isn't... Yes, there you go. Yeah, very much so. Oh, well, yeah. Can say what you're going to say, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, well, that, that old self drowned. And, you know, I, you know during the, the baptisms that I've been able to witness where there is, there's, you know, you go underwater, you're immersed. You know, that drowned yeah. and a new person rising up, a new birth. Uh, yeah, that, that is a beautiful thing, John. Yeah, not a literal pregnancy, but, no, but a no. new birth. Yeah, through, yeah, through water and the word. Yeah, John 3, you must be born again, it says, of water and the Word. So there really isn't all that much difference between what happened to Mary and what happens to us in our baptism. Well, obviously there is a big difference because none of us are going to be the mother of the Son of God. (laughs) But but as far as the Spirit, as far as the favor, as far as the love, as far as the mercy, no, no, it's all the same. So here's the thing, though. I, I love the way Mary responds to this initially. Um, so let's go back and, and read verse 29 again, if we could. Sure. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. Okay. So she's troubled. Now, now it's not the same word. It's not fear. Uh, it, it is, but it is that it, she is troubled. She is bothered by this. And, and it occurred to me, isn't that nice to know that you can be favored by God and you can still be troubled at the same time? Because uh, I hmm. think some people yeah. think, well, if I'm favored by God, then I shouldn't be troubled, right? I yeah. should just be, hi, ho, everything goes fine, and I'm doing great, and everything's hunky-dory. But apparently, no, you can be favored, and you can be troubled. Uh, I, I'm mentioning this now because I am troubled. I'm troubled right now. I talked about this a, a, a week ago. And, and in the, uh, the, 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 the time warp that is uh, uh, radio and podcasting, uh, this will already be done by the time people hear this. Um, because I'm going to have uh, this uh, catheterization done. Uh, they know I have heart disease, but this will show exactly how extensive and how, how deep it is. So I might either be less troubled or more troubled after this coming Friday, uh, depending on how the test comes out. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> I had to cough there. Uh, so, okay. And, and I think what's interesting is the angel doesn't say, uh, I'm going to take your troubles away. 
In fact, you probably have reason to be troubled because shortly your husband is going to want to divorce you. <laughs> and you're going to be yeah. having a baby uh, in a barn because there is no room for you in the end. Okay. So I'm not taking your troubles away from you, but listen to what the angel says to her. And I'm going to ask you if this is not the same exact thing that the angels say to us. Verse 30. Yeah, the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Uh, and, and so, yeah. He doesn't take away my troubles, but he comes and he gives me essentially the same message. He says, John, there's no reason to be afraid. Uh, everything's under control. God works everything together for good. So here's the second thing, though, that I noticed we have in common with Mary. Wait, why don't you go ahead and read verses, uh, what do we just read, verse 30? Go ahead and read uh, verse 31 through uh, 34. Yeah, 31 okay. through 34. And I mean, just to throw in there real quick, yeah, John, you know, ahead, um, yeah, so I, I think the other thing, you know, um, you know, Mary ha- is troubled, okay, but then the angel doesn't, you know, chide her for that either. No. You know, what are you doing? What are you doing being trouble? Come on, where, where's your faith? You know, instead just simply says, do not be afraid, right? Do not be afraid uh, for you finding favor with God. <laughs> And that's such an important insight. See, because we again we're going back to the fact of how she probably responded the way she did because it was part of her humility, and mm-hmm. and we kind of think maybe God should be down on us because we are troubled and we doubt Him. Uh, but see, the only time God gets down on you is when you're cocky. <laughs> you get cocky and proud, as you would learn from the Magnificat. The next time you listen to the Magnificat, he'll low, tell you. Yeah. You, you will be brought low. But when you're low, no, 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 he's not going to do that. That's an excellent point, Matt. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Go, okay. Go 31 through yeah. uh, 34. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And, and, and no Mary, doubt— that, that is spoken only to Mary. None of us yeah, are going yeah. to be having the one who will be called right. Jesus in our womb. All right. We have him, but, but we're not going to give birth to him. Uh, but look at her response in verse 34. Yeah. Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? So, so her response, so, so here's the thing. I, I, I'm troubled, and God doesn't take away my troubles, but he does speak a word of comfort. Do not fear. Uh, and, and, and here's the thing. Mary still has her doubts, doesn't she? How can this be, she says. And that's me. That's how I respond. Oh, really, God? Uh, Heart disease? This is going to work for my good? You explain, how is that going to be? How could that possibly be good for anybody, the fact that I have heart disease? And again, it's not like the angel, the messenger, the pastor, the Word of God takes that trouble away. But look at the answer that the angel gives her in verse 35. Yeah, and the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And read verse 37, too. Sure. Uh, For nothing will be impossible with God. And, And it occurred to me, that's exactly what God says to me. He doesn't take away my concerns. He doesn't take away my trouble. I'm still probably a little frightened. But he says, look, John. Everything is possible with God, all right? That's all you need to know. Uh, the very situation where you think there's no possible solution, 
That's when God kicks in. If there was a solution, then just do it, okay? Quit mm-hmm. whining and complaining about it. Go to the doctor. Have the test taken, right? You can do those things. But know that in the end, how it all works out, that, that isn't possible for you. But, 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 but again, nothing is impossible with God. Uh, any, any comments about that, Matt? And then I've got the, the last thing we need to note here. Well, just the Lord be with you, John. I, I thank you for sharing that, you know, here on the show about, uh, you know, your procedure coming up uh, later this week. And yeah, I think for, you know, I know uh, I can think of a, a list of folks here at Ascension uh, who are going through struggles. I know many of our listeners are. And to have that comfort of, you know, nothing will be impossible with God, you know, fear not. So thank, thanks for sharing that. I think that that, uh, that resonates with a lot of folks. And, and it's true. So thanks, John. And then, 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 there's one last verse then, okay. uh, one last response of Mary, uh, verse 38, if you could read that. Verse 38. Uh, and Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. All right, so we don't need the messenger anymore. The messenger has gone back to wherever messengers go, uh, went back home to have lunch or whatever. Uh, um, but th- this this final statement uh, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And, and I just want all of our listeners to understand that that is uh, exactly how it's going to be. Okay? This is the one thing you can be sure of, uh, even if you're troubled, even if you're frightened, even if you have doubts. Everything's going to be happen according to what the word of the Lord says. And, and what the word of the Lord has said to us is this. God loves us. We're forgiven. Why do you think he's even bothering to send his son to this this Virgin Mary? Because this son is going to bring us salvation and forgiveness. And that's the great thing. So your doubts, your fears, that's not going to change anything. That's been forgiven. That's what Jesus died for. And and so you can be sure then when, when, because he said, you know, all things are going to work together for your good. He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. He said, there's nothing in this world that will ever be able to separate us from the love of God, which is ours in in Jesus Christ. Uh, And and I've got just one last quick comment. Mary still hasn't gotten it completely at this point. Uh, I mean, that's a profound statement to make. And it's the truth. That's what you need to know. That's how it's going to be. Whatever the God says, that's what's going to happen. That's why you got to listen real carefully when the pastor tells you about God's love and mercy for you. But how does Mary refer to herself in, in that verse, verse 38? I, I, I've never saw this before either, but it's very striking. How does she refer yeah, to herself? Yeah, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. And I bet, you, I bet your money you know what the word is in, in the Greek there is. It's not servant, it's what? Uh, probably sla- do, slave. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so she still doesn't have it yet. She's still thinking of herself as a slave of the Lord. And, of course, a slave does things because a slave has to do them, uh, because they're obligated to do them. Um, uh, by the time it gets to the end, by the time she has seen this beloved son of hers suffer and die on the cross, but even better, by the time she has seen him come back from the dead, resurrected, you know, proclaiming his victory over sin, death, and the devil, she will understand, we, we ain't no slaves. We're not anymore, right? We had that just, what was it, two weeks ago, Simeon said, I ain't no slave anymore. God used to be a despot to me, but now in Jesus Christ, I am set free in peace. We are the beloved children of God. And that's another reason why you can be, and of course, children have struggles, children have trials in this world. And sometimes the trials are because God is just 
loving us and caring us because that's what a loving father does is he disciplines his children. But uh, no, no, you, you can be sure that uh, God is your father and nothing you're going to face in this world will ever separate you from his love and the love of his son. Matt, I left you 20 seconds. You got anything to say? No, no, let it be done to me according to your word and all those beautiful promises in the word. Uh, Lord, let them be fulfilled. And he will. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Wrestling with the Basics.